If you want your dream to be, build it slow and surely. Small beginning, greater end. Heartfelt work grows purely. If you want to live life free, take your time, go slowly. Do few things, but do them well. Simple joys are holy. Day by day, stone by stone, build your secret slowly. Day by day, you'll grow too. You'll know heaven's glory. This is David Russell and your faith anew. We begin in the will and name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is day 32 of these 33 days preparing for consecration on March 19th, the Feast of St. Joseph in this year of St. Joseph. Today's chapter is entitled, Protector of the Holy Church, Pray for Us. The title, Protector of the Holy Church, seems to me a no-brainer. Of course, St. Joseph is more than deserving of this name. Yet, it was a long time coming. And today, you'll learn just how the Church decided on naming St. Joseph as its protector. And of course, if he has the universal Church under his watchful protection, he certainly has little old you and me. You just never know how this might play out in our daily lives. We're called to defend the Church, and St. Joseph will be right there to help us. Let me share something that happened to me just yesterday. But before I do, it requires some background. One night, while Gloria and I were looking for a program to watch that wasn't filled with uncensored, inappropriate material, we came upon a reality show called 60 Days In. I've seen it advertised, but for some reason, it just didn't appeal to me until Gloria told me the premise of the show. Participants allow themselves to be incarcerated for 60 days, and the only people in the prison who know they're not real prisoners is the warden and one assistant deputy. None of the guards or prisoners know the participants are just average law-abiding citizens. They video their entire imprisonment to uncover illegal activities for the warden. This is a very dangerous act on the part of the participants. Because in prison, the saying goes, snitches get stitches. Never in a million years would I think this type of program would interest us. But it did. To witness the power struggles among prisoners and the level of criminal activity occurring in supposedly secure facilities was shocking. Let me give a disclaimer at this point. This show is disturbing. If you're at all squeamish, please don't watch it. 
As for me, I learned a lot about the need for prison reform, and it motivated me to take action. I'm sitting there watching this program, thinking to myself, what if? What if prisoners knew how much Jesus loves them? What if they learned he is present to them and has not abandoned them? What if they could learn Jesus was a prisoner too and wants to help? I became so convinced I could make a difference. I contacted the sheriff's department and learned how to become a volunteer. After orientation, fingerprinting, and background checks, I was approved. As a part of my training, I was required to observe a faith minister as he checks into prison and conducts his meetings. Last night, I jokingly call my 60 minutes in, I met my training minister, who was an 80-year-old Baptist. And this brings me to the point of a long story. You must be prepared to defend your faith. I knew the supervising counselors were Protestant, as all the ministers, but learned in orientation you can have denomination-specific meetings in the general population of the prison. In the faith-based area, ministers must preach from the Bible and keep specific religious beliefs out. The example used by the counselor in charge said something like the topic of Eucharist is off-limits in the faith-based area. And I have absolutely no problem with this and decided to direct my efforts with the general population where I can share the Catholic faith. Almost immediately after our arrival, my Baptist trainer suspected I might be one of them, Catholics. Maybe it was the pectoral crucifix I was wearing that gave me away. The discussion quickly turned to the topic of Catholicism. The minister told me he was one of those Catholics years ago, but left the church. I reminded him he was still Catholic because you can't just wash the sacraments off. He was just a non-practicing Catholic, and he was totally bewildered. I assured him I would not be getting into specifics about things like the Eucharist in the faith-based areas of the prison. When I said the word Eucharist, his eyes got wide, and he demanded to know what this word meant. I explained it was the body and blood of Jesus Christ. He challenged me on this and said it was just symbolic. I knew I was coming to a Bible study and thought there was a remote possibility to comment, but was taken off guard when met with this line of questioning within minutes of my arrival. Fortunately, I was prompted by my guardian angel to bring a cheat sheet for Catholics, which lists biblical chapter and verse on all the major misunderstandings between Protestants and Catholics. So quickly as I could, and I admit some nervousness because I'm rarely put in a situation like this, found the verse John 6, 53, quote, Jesus said to them, 
Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Unquote. He was speechless. He asked what kind of Bible this was, and I assured him he'd find the same quote in his Bible. He didn't look for it. One of the other ministers going through orientation with me remarked that many left Jesus at that point, and I agreed, saying, they still are. My Baptist trainer suggested we shouldn't discuss the faith. All this happened before we even were with the inmates. The Bible meeting was good, with lots of emphasis on the memorization of Scripture. At the end of the meeting, the other minister going through orientation and myself got to say a few words. When it was my turn, I told the prisoners I was completely new at this, but felt that there are Catholic inmates in the general population that might like to hear a Catholic perspective. They all shook their heads in agreement. I also said that we need to focus on what we have in common, because if Christians can't get along with each other, what hope is there for the world? Everyone agreed. At the conclusion, prisoners came up and hugged me. I knew in my heart I was hugging Jesus. They said they wanted to come to one of my meetings. One of the inmates even told me about an opening on Friday nights. I can hardly wait. The last thing my new Baptist trainer told me as we were walking out the front door was I'd do better not talking about the Catholic stuff because it was a real turnoff. He said, just speak from your heart. I said, if you want me to speak from my heart, I must talk about the Catholic faith because this is what I believe to be true. He wished me luck. I came up with a name for the meetings. Your Faith Anew, a Catholic revival meeting. We absolutely need to be ready to defend our faith, and we have an entire army of saints and angels led by St. Joseph to help us. In the show notes, I've included the biblical evidence for Catholics, which helped me so much. It just happens to be a St. Joseph communication publication. No coincidence. St. Joseph, protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Today's consecration chapter begins on page 84, and our reading assignment is Patron of the Universal Church, page 106. And our preparation prayer is again Litany of St. Joseph on page 239 of Father Calloway's book. can also be found in our show notes. If you choose, pause the podcast, read the assignment. When done, press play to join me in the litany. Litany of St. Joseph Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. 
God the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph Most Just, pray for us. Joseph Most Chaste, pray for us. Joseph Most Prudent, pray for us. Joseph Most Courageous, pray for us. Joseph Most Obedient, pray for us. Joseph Most Faithful, pray for us. Mirror of Patience, pray for us. Lover of Poverty, pray for us. Model of Workman, pray for us. Glory of Domestic Life, pray for us. Guardian of Virgins, pray for us. Pillar of Families, pray for us. Comfort of the Afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the Sick, pray for us. Patron of the Dying, pray for us. Terror of Demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and Prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector. You, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. We conclude this episode in the divine will and name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.